Coming up in this episode of the KickCast, is it possible to launch a Kickstarter from start to finish in 54 hours? You better believe it. We have two people that actually did it. A cooler that helps you get fresh margaritas no matter where you are. And building a car to blow stuff up. So sit back and relax. It's time for the KickCast. Hey everybody, it is time for another episode of the KickCast. And this is a super, super special episode because not only... Do we have the one and only Drew that everybody expects to see? Hey, Drew, how you doing? Here I am. I am the one and only Drew. I'm glad you expected to see me. That's good. Every, every, I mean, when I don't have you on, everybody's like, where's Drew? I need uh, a little... And also joining us, and we'll be talking about, because he is actually was integral to the uh, or one of our projects we're talking about, is one I go by Doc right here. How you doing, Doc? I'm doing super. How are you doing? I'm doing great. All right. So before we kind of jump into the projects and everything, let's talk about some. Uh, okay. First off, there was no Kickstarter news at all in, in the past. People are still funding things, and things are still projects yeah. are still going forward. That's and, the and, news. And people are like, "Is Kickstarter worth it or not?" Those. That's pretty much the news that we had for the whole entire thing. So we decided let's go back and look at some of our other projects that we've had. Um, First one, Boston Boot Company. They wanted the shoery, the micro shoery. Yeah, the micro shoery. They wanted to raise twenty five thousand dollars. They are currently at one hundred ninety six thousand dollars and some change, and they still wow. have about five days left. Huh. This is the time of recording. Um, the EX one, which was the printable circuits, right there. Just last week that we did that. Yep. Hey, everybody, okay? I, I heard some <laughs> damage. Everybody, okay? <laughs> Yeah, things are falling down. Hang on. <laughs> um, they wanted $30,000, raised $129,000, and they're still going, too. But that's when I that, – uh, yeah, that's definitely a back for me because printable circuitry is – that's amazing. Yeah. So that's good news. Um, and then our pixel stick, the light the light painting thing that looked super, super cool, they, mm-hmm. they wanted $110,000, so a little bit more than the first two. Right now, they're almost at half a million dollars, and they're wow. still, they're still going. Over. Yep. Um, that's way cool. Um, touchboard, the uh, Arduino compatible system that had the paint, that circuit paints where you could draw drums and whatnot and actually make them. Yes, yes. They wanted fifteen thousand pounds, and right now they're at one hundred twelve thousand pounds. I don't mm. know what that, that equates to U.S. dollars, but it's a lot. Uh, we must we must be choosing them well because this is like what four for four. They're well well overfunded. Yeah, it kind of goes downhill from here. So you 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 remember the Easy Daisy dog collar, right? The retractable yeah, collar, cute little collar. It had like this giant flower on the side that you would pull out, and the whole collar would or the uh, leash would come out. Yeah, uh, how's it doing? So I went and looked five days ago. The creator canceled it. Tried to visit the website, and it's the Go Daddy landing page. I have no idea where this person went. They dropped off the side of the wow. Um I have no idea why. Maybe somebody's tried to sue them or something, or they just weren't getting the return they thought. So they just like, okay, this is not a good idea. Um, it's a little brash because I know that it was supposed to go until the end of this month. Yeah, I could see that being like abandoned. I mean, I can see a Kickstarter being like, okay, this isn't going to work the way we want it to, but to but to cancel and to kill off a page, yeah, yeah. that's surprising. This is this is the first one where I've seen them just disappear off the side of the earth. I've seen other ones where they've canceled it because they've gotten somebody to give them a large chunk of money, which is oh. always good. And they'll cancel it from there, but I've never seen them just disappear like that. Um, <laughs> and then finally, Lazy Arm, the alarm clock that has another transmitter thing somewhere so it forces you to get up. I really wanted this to be successful. 
I remember that. Um, they wanted 40,000 pounds, and they only managed to raise about 3,000 pounds, and they have three days left, so they're not going to get oh. to their goal. So that means I'm going to just not wake up on time again still. <laughs> we still haven't found the solution to <laughs> get, find- get through his day. Please well, the iPhone alarm does not do you justice. Yeah. Um, I think Drew's suggestion was to get kids. To, yeah. But I don't want to do that. That's a larger investment. Or a puppy. <laughs> or, there you go. There you go. You have to take the puppy out in the morning. Um, they'll wake me up. All right. So those were the last six projects. Not bad. Four out of six, I'd have to not say. Bad. Not um, bad. Great projects. And, you know, if you guys, have, like I said, if you ever have a project you want us to talk about, Send it our way, and we'll put it into consideration. All right, Drew. So both you and Darren had a super, super exciting weekend. Tell everybody about it. Wow, we did. Um, well, we, we've attended the Startup Weekend a couple of times, uh, basically where you have 54 hours to start a business. And what's interesting about Startup Weekend is that a majority of the people that attend Startup Weekend are – I wouldn't say majority. You have two kinds of people. There's coders, people who you know, do dev and code and write and all sorts of code. And then there are people who design and create the front end and the UI and stuff. And it was just, I've gone to, this is my third one, I think. And Doc, how many have you done? This is my second one. Second one. But but in all of them I've gone to, I have like nothing to offer. I'm just like, I can make videos, you know, because I don't code and I'm not the greatest front end. And so it was really interesting when somebody got up and pitched and said, this weekend, I want to launch a Kickstarter something, some product, something that, that we can, you know, all get behind or some project. Um, and so I, I kind of gravitated towards that when, when we made teams. And I think the got, big thing that stood out to me, though, was he was like, and I don't want to write a lick of code. Right. You know, so it wasn't like the typical startup weekend where, hey, let's build an iPhone app or let's do something. It was literally, let's just create a product out of thin air and let's put it on Kickstarter and see what happens. Yeah, so it was a lot of fun. And so process from there was basically uh there's probably about eight or nine of us to start seven or eight I can, we were big yeah yeah a couple of keep a couple of people died off i think but i think we were at about nine at the beginning and we just kind of like brainstormed and said what what do we have in common we just kind of took a, a second and everybody talked about what their passions were what they wanted to do and then when we kind of relocated and had ourselves set we started brainstorming just things what can we what do we have what can we do do you want to tell them about our first our first flop? Yeah, so you know we were trying to come up with a couple ideas. Uh, we were actually debating between the product that we chose and then the product that we dropped. But it was a it was a T-shirt. It was a uh, a game T-shirt. So we we thought this would be kind of interesting. Um, let's create a shirt where we actually maybe create some sort of a like a board game or a game on the shirt where people have to write on you and fill in the blanks, whatever the case may be. We had a Sudoku. I can't remember if I say that word right. I know that was one of the shirts, and I can't remember what the other one was. It was like a kind of connect the dots type of a shirt. Um, So we ended up dividing into two different teams, and we created, in order to validate, and then the next morning we'd figure out what we wanted to do. But we ended up building building two shirts, walked around, had some people test it out. The biggest thing was people kind of felt a little bit awkward writing on other people. I thought it was kind of funny, so... Either way, it was still kind of cool. Um, and then we also had the dog tag idea, which is the one that we ended up going with. The fun part was we were all just sitting here kind of brainstorming, like who we knew, who who could deliver a product. So I knew a shirt guy if we wanted to go that route. 
Uh, when we also started talking dog tags, we started thinking of 3D printing, and Drew came to mind, and he had the source for that with white clouds. So it just kind of worked out really well. We just knew what our inventory was. We knew who we could go to for sourcing and for product, and that was the direction we kind of went down, and we started working on the, uh, the twin tags product. And it was, I think, for the process for us, it was really pretty organic for everything to kind of come together and be like, all right, well, here's some things that we can do. What you know, we got two days. What can we possibly do and 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 wow people with? And surprisingly, to to say yes, let's design this and come up with a prototype and show it off and launch this Kickstarter. I, uh, it was pretty, it was pretty amazing. So, for us, first thing I think was most impressive in the process for us was that we did a lot of market research. Like even with the shirts and with this, we were calling people, tweeting people, texting people, Facebooking people. I mean, we did everything we could to get responses and kind of get some feedback so that we knew that our project, once it hit Kickstarter, would have some, not only traction, but it would have, um, you know, some staying power, I guess. Yeah, the big thing was, I mean, we de- we dove into seeing, you know, what the market share was for pet products to begin with. So we knew that there was definitely a market for people who like to spoil their dogs. Um and then we also did the Qualtrics survey, which we had, I think, over 100 and something responses. I can't remember what the final number was. And then we launched some additional uh, uh, additional campaigns through use, utilizing wedgies, which was kind of cool, too. And then just some straight-up research, to straight up, like whether we're DMing or reaching out or whatever to people, trying to find people who love dogs or whatever, just kind of asking if this is something that you would like. I think one of the responses was from one gal in the UK saying she thought it was so cute she died a little inside or something along those lines. <laughs> so we knew we had something. We knew we had an idea that could possibly work. And, you know, it's something a little bit different. I mean, you don't normally just go and get a dog tag. Um, well, I mean, that's what you normally do. But this is a way to, like, create not only a dog tag, one half for you and the other half is for the dog. So you've kind of got this little bit of a connection where you always remember where your dog is. You always know where your heart's at. That's right. And I thought, I thought that worked out really well for us to have that kind of concept idea kind of flow together. And then to get the feedback from people in that Qualtrics survey and the wedgie survey. Because uh, at one point we were trying to decide, even on that product, do we go with an idea where maybe we ship out seasonal or holiday style dog tags that are kind of more standard, flat, um, and you just get one in the mail, like almost like a bark box. You get one every th- two or three months to kind of go with the new holidays. We, and we tried that out against this idea of a matching tag that you could have one on your keychain and your pet could have one as well. So you're always close. And the, that's what we use our wedgies for. And I was, I was impressed. It started out kind of neck and neck, but when we got up into 60 and 70 responses, it leaned pretty heavy, almost more than more than two thirds to the, to the yeah. match. Tag. And although I don't have a dog, however, if I did, I would still personally, I would have rather gotten the, uh, the uh, every other month mailer or something along those lines, at least from a branding perspective and being able to see something new in the mail, which would be kind of cool for the dog. But, um, but Hey, we did what the, we did what the people wanted in this case. Right. It's, it's right. That's the magic. You got to find your passion where it intersects with the <laughs> other passion. And yeah. And, and I think from their process wise, uh, one of the things that we did that kind of, you know, tail end of things was as we built our Kickstarter and we built our, our video and put together our, our images. We did all that without our prototype. We didn't get the prototype until like two o'clock on Saturday. And we had most of this stuff written and ready to go before that. Um, and we, so that was, that was interesting. And then to have, um, 
we, we got those people that were kind of early on board and they were ready to, to back. We knew that we needed that traction. And so we sent them emails the night that we launched, which was that just last night? Uh, yeah, yeah so 12, um, 12 a.m. this morning? Yeah. I think so. I think they were actually sending out some, yeah, what did we call them? We called them pre-backers. I think we made up that word, or is there, <laughs> or, did, or did somebody else actually use that word as well? No, I, th- I think I think we can have that one. So, yeah, we, we had a list of 10 that committed themselves and said, yes, I'll pay $30 for, for one of those for, you know, to get that special price, and I want one. And so we let them know first when we are launched so that they can be the first. Sorry, I just shook my computer. So they could be the first in line to get to get that, and then um, we started sharing it a little bit this today on on the on the Facebooks. All right. So, do, do you guys suggest trying to make a Kickstarter project within uh, forty-eight hours? <laughs> or like so? Because uh, you, I mean, you've, you've kind you've kind of seen the extremes where I've seen people work on Kickstarter projects for months before they get to launch um, and other people like you guys who do it essentially overnight. So um, what, what seems like a reasonable time for you guys uh, to kind of plan a project and execute with it? Man, I don't know if there is such thing as a reasonable time. I mean, when that's the fun part about going to a startup weekend, I mean, you, you're just forced into the situation and you have 54 hours and you have to react. I mean, you know, we created a product, we created the idea for the product, we created the prototypes, we created the final product, the Kickstarter and everything else along with it. But all these other folks, you know, they created apps that were fully functional and a whole bunch of other stuff too. So um, I'm not sure if anybody actually got included in the app store yet. I know we had that happen at the last event, but, you know, I think from a, from a completion side of things, I think actually our group was probably, from a product standpoint, ready to go from a deliverable. Uh, probably more than anybody else. But to answer your question, I mean, you know, why not go as fast as you possibly can? I mean, Kickstarter is a great place to flesh out an idea and what's it going to cost you if it doesn't, if it, if it goes well, great. If it doesn't, then you through market, you know, through the market research you've done within Kickstarter, if it's a flop, it's a flop, move on to your next idea. So, you know, Hey, if you can come up with five ideas in a month, run them. That's what I say. And I've never done one before, but now that I've seen the process, it's like, if I could think of those ideas, you know why not? But then again, there are people who have got to build those products out. They've got a, they've got all this other research out, or they're a business that's wanting to expand, or whatever the case is. So I think it's it's really just a case by case basis. You can't say this would work for everybody. Yeah, I, I think that um, I I appreciated the compact time because as much as I love Kickstarter and I love doing things, I don't have a lot of free time or make a lot of free time to put something together over weeks. Um, especially when it comes to the, all the elements, you're talking about, you know, video and, and getting the right levels and the right prices and, and content. And yeah, that would be a couple of weeks process. So I think, you know, if you could do that in two or three weeks and do a couple of like Saturday nights on it, great. But I appreciated having this kind of condensed, you know, brain set that was like, okay, this is what we're going to do and let's, let's make it happen. And, and just having that dedicated time. Did you guys get any sleep during the whole weekend? Oh yeah, I got, I got plenty. Uh, <laughs> I think, Unlike other startup weekends, you know, I go until two or three in the morning just pretending to watch the coders do what they do or, you know, doing whatever I can help with. But this one, I think we've got a good, you know, seven, eight hours each night. Yeah, I think over, I mean, I didn't get as much sleep just because of my own 
sleep goofy schedule or whatever. And, then, <laughs> and then I stayed in a hotel, which, you know, never suits me well. I always take too long to adjust. And by the time I adjust, I'm leaving. So, um, yeah, so I, I didn't get much sleep. I'm still kind of recovering from that, but I think it was, it was just fun. I mean, I would have stayed longer, stayed later if we needed to, but I think the dynamics of our particular team allowed us to get out when we needed to get out and come back and go out and recharge and come back in, you know? Yeah. And we had a pretty good team that, that was, you know, somebody was on the, the video and the 3D printing side of things. Somebody was on, like, writing the content. Somebody was on taking the pictures and Photoshopping them. I mean, we had a pretty good spread on everything that we did. How long did it take for Kickstarter to approve your project? Because, I mean, it's Monday or it's Tuesday right now. So that it was that's a pretty was, quick turnaround time for them to approve. And wasn't it? It was approved, like, Sunday night, wasn't it? Um, Maybe it was early yeah, Monday it was. Morning. No, it was early Monday morning, yeah. Early Monday morning. Um, I don't know how why it was so quick. In fact, I, we had gotten emails even after we had left Saturday night. We had gotten emails that had said, um, you know, from the team that basically had the response from Kickstarter. And there was one that said from Kickstarter that said you're going to need to adjust your levels because you can't have multiple rewards and and single rewards it has to be either or. And so we quickly like you know within ten minutes there was a decision made on our email thread that just said okay well let's drop this level. And it was resubmitted again in the next hour or so, and it was like, okay, congratulations, launch when you want. So I, it was, I don't, it was really fast. I don't think they usually go that fast. That, that means the Kickstarter team doesn't sleep, which is interesting. Yeah. <laughs> to know. I think we might have actually had a connection somewhere along the lines through some one of our team members or or from somebody from Startup Weekend might have put in a call, maybe to who knows. And that you know, I was going to mention that that was actually part of the process that I think was sped up was part of having a Kickstarter is you got to have a place to put put the money and so having an amazon merchant account like has to be part of your process of getting ready and that was one of our snags because as we were trying to connect a merchant account with the kickstarter um one of the guys that was that was launching it tim actually had to get on the phone and start calling around to amazon to try and get his tax id number or somewhere to get his tax id number so that he could get it legit so he was like chasing that down just to unsnag that but it still went really fast all right so um what are some tips that you want to give people who are planning on going to Kickstarter or a crowdfunding source on what they should kind of plan before they can jump in? Oh, oh sure. Um, <laughs> I mean, this is, this is literally the first Kickstarter that I've ever done. So I don't know that I'm the, you know, I don't know that I'm the best person on the subject, but I think it's just kind of like any other business. I mean, or any other product that you want to, possibly do i mean flesh it out see if there is any market for the product i mean you might be coming up the with a completely different widget but you know see if there are people who are interested in it do a little bit of market research reach out to friends see if there's something that's interesting enough that they would buy but you know don't let them say oh yeah absolutely you know just because they're saying yes to be your buddy i mean try to reach out further than that find go into some different groups or you know through social or whatever the case may be and, and just really try to dig in and see what kind of information you can get not to mention there but you know, do a lot of market research on the product space and everything else. Just see if there's an absolute need for something. Because I think from what you guys are saying, I mean, I've watched your guys' podcast and I've looked at Kickstarter every so often, but I think the ones that are most successful are the ones that are kind of like the, you know, the why didn't I think of that type of products. Um, so, you know, come up with something like that and I think you'll have a home run. Yeah, I agree. I think, I think that one of the takeaways from this one was, Yet again, like not just getting people to say, yeah, that's a great idea. I think you should do it. But we actually had um, like direct sales. Will you give us $30 to 
you know, if you get one of these and we would take emails and we'd have contacts and, and we, we did kind of the snowball where we would talk to people we know, go to social, have them talk to their people. And, and I think that was kind of more than just market research, but that was like getting the, the uh, committed backers at the beginning so that as we get into the, into the launch, we were able to, uh, we had a little bit of traction. We're up to, I don't know where we're at now, about $260 or so of backers. Yeah. And I think if we would have done anything differently, I mean, our very first, survey that we do through the Qualtrics where I think we had about 100 or so respond. We, If you go that route, I mean, try to collect people's data. I mean, if they're interested, yeah. you know, don't just ask them the questions, but grab an email address. That was the one thing that we probably missed out on because we did get that sent out and everybody who was there was really interested. But at the end of the day, um, you know, we missed out on the ability to hit those particular 100 people up because we don't know exactly who took those surveys. I mean, we could reach directly out to the people that we talked to, but, um, you know, try to gather as much data and, and ask people if they want to be on a list and, and know when you go live. Yeah, I agree. I agree. That would have been that would have been nice. But other than that, things that we learned were just that um, having that, um, I guess, people interested in a product and thinking about things in a new way and how quickly and easy it was for us to come up with something that hadn't been done before was, was actually kind of fun to, to brainstorm that and be like, hey, Nobody's done, you know, or we haven't seen these, and there is a space for them. So that was that was fun. Yeah, the cool part is, I mean, you know, these things, I mean, so they're matching, right? But I mean, you, you your dog's Twitter handle on them, you know. So I mean, it's, it's it's customizable to that point. You know, you might put on there, you know, find my human. Here's their phone number. Here's your, here's the dog's Twitter handle. Blah 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 blah. So you can all do do all sorts of different types of stuff with it than you can through a normal one of those kiosks. Punch out a dog tag. Uh, type scenario, so um, it is a it's a completely different thing. I think it's kind of cool. If I had a dog, I'd be buying one, but I'll probably still buy one and throw on a couple of my pieces of gear. Yeah, I mean that would make a great a great tag for gear. Uh, I just saw there that we're at three hundred and sixty dollars, so we've we've sold like uh, back like ten backers today. Which if we keep that up, we'll we'll hit our goal and we'll be able to print these off, and it'll be awesome. Yep. So if people are interested, where should they, what, or what should they be searching on a Kickstarter to find the project? Easiest one is to search twin tags, two words, twin tags, one for you, one for your better half. All right. So I'm guessing that's a back from both of you. Yeah, I, I, I would back it. I will back it. Yes. I don't of course think we're backing it. That's a back from me too. It seems like a cool idea. Plus it also helps, you know, it's 3d printing, 3d printing is cool. Uh, that's cool. That's all I got to say. For sure. All right. I mean, just think down the road of all the different types of, uh, you know, this goes well. We can do all sorts of different things. I mean, I don't think we even talked about what they were, but one was a hydrant, fire hydrant, and the other one was a crown. So we had, you know, one for the girls, one for the boys. Um, yep. You know, so, you know, down the road, different things could be built out as well, different types of products, different different looks and feels. So it's kind of fun. I don't think we even mentioned this on the actual Kickstarter, but but th there would be very easy for an iteration to have a a slot or a spot in the in the bottom of the hydrant or the crown that you can actually put like an RFID chip in or a GPS type of thing to be connected, so that you not only had the ID but you had some of the tech in there too. I think we could do that. That'd be way cool. Yep. All right. So um, let's move on to the next project. So Drew and Darren, both of you guys have kids. And I know that. So you, you guys have probably gone out on family outings to a picnic or something. And then you've always had this issue, right? Where you have your cooler, but when you try to put crap on it, it falls off. So you just take the cooler with you. Then you got to make another trip back to the car. And then you're sitting at your cooler. You know, you have your nice ice cold drink and you're like, 
man, I wish I had a smoothie or a margarita. That would just make this so much better right there. Um, so what comes up is this next project is called The Coolest, and it's actually a cooler that actually has a battery-powered blender that is built into the <laughs> into <What>? the uh, cooler. <laughs> um, and so it has a battery-powered blender. It has a Bluetooth speaker that you can remove in it. It has built-in bungee ties, so you don't have to bring your own bungee ties. If you open the lid, there's an LED light built in there, so when it starts getting darker, you can just turn on the light and see exactly That's what's cool. in the cooler. That's cool. And it has a built-in bottle opener, so if you know, you're know you not a margarita person and you still want a beer or you want one of those non-twist-top root beers, bam, it's already built in on there. Um, I, 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 thought, I thought this was really cool. Um, it's actually a... Uh, 60 quart cooler so it's a little i i think that's about standard size on there it's fully rollable um the guy the battery in it is an 18 volt battery on there and it's supposedly good for at least 60 uses or so um they even designed they even designed it so it would fit a portable grill that you could just tie on top of it and take it with you so you can take it all in one trip and um uh it's fully packed and i swear i they covered everything I can imagine that you would ever need in a cooler. Like I would have never thought about that light thing until I saw it. Like that is genius. That is yeah. genius right there. Um, the bottle opener is another good one too. Cause I, you know, you're out there and you're like, wait a minute, how are we going to open these bottles? Um, that's something I always neglect to kind of figure out. Um, the only couple drawbacks that I've kind of found with it is that there's only one prototype out there. Um, People, you know, the, the guy only has that one. So, and he's still kind of a little bit early stages for putting it all together on there. That's what I'm a little bit worried about there. Um, but it looks I don't like know. he's gone a long way with that, though. I mean, maybe his first prototype, but he's he showed that other one that he's kind of started with, and it looks like he's been able to kind of. Uh, I don't know. He's got more than a prototype. It's like a functional designed. At least it looks like it's it's ready to go. Well, the, the original one, the blue one, has like the foam thing. That yeah. one's been like prototype. And then the thing is, like, at one of the levels is that he'll fly out to wherever so, you live for an outing, and he will play bartender using yeah. that that uh, prototype he has working. So uh, it, it, I would say early, but he ha- I, it looks like he's ready to go. He just needs to get yeah. enough money to take a minimum order. And ship yeah, that in right there. Um, perfect Kickstarter project, and the fact that he's already pulled up almost what sixty grand on this on this idea on this project was is pretty impressive because it's a large scale production to put this thing together. So it's it's impressive, but uh, yeah, I I guess I've never really needed or wanted mixed well, not mixed drinks, but like blended drinks. It's just it's it's funny to me, I think. But I but I don't cooler all that often, so. I don't know. Um, what, I, about, what about you, Doc? Uh, blender on your cooler? Is that like the perfect match? No, I mean, I, I'm trying to find... I, unfortunately, I'm not looking at the product. I can't see it, so I, I'm trying to like find the link where I can see what it is what you're looking at. But in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, so we're, are we storing the ice in the cooler with all the other drinks? Mm-hmm. So to me, that's just from a germaphobe side of life. Uh-oh. That's gross, just because <laughs> I don't like... <laughs> People reaching in with their hands, grabbing ice, and like bottles that are gross, touching things, and I don't like that ice in my blender. Just so, uh, that's so maybe, just me. maybe maybe you keep your ice in a in a bag, separate off to the side. And maybe, but what's that, but what's the point of the cooler? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you have to have a cooler for the cooler? <laughs> maybe maybe he could like add in a partition or something. So there you <laughs> go, clean ice, no hands over here, dirty ice. 
I think this would be a great idea. Um, the only thing I'm slightly concerned about is how do you charge this thing? Because <laughs> it says it's battery operated, but it's got to be sealed somehow so you don't get battery acid into your cooler. Um, yeah, I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You just, maybe it's like your drill where you just like, maybe it's the battery they actually pull out and put on a charger or you just plug in at some point. Um, but yeah, like... For me, it, it's a back because it seems like a useful idea. I don't go outside that often because I'm a nerd and sunlight <laughs> is dangerous. Uh, but now, if, if I did. That, <laughs> if that portable battery could be used for like USB ports and an iPad mount, you know, I mean, things thing like that tech side of me, I think that'd be kind of fun. But I guess Blender is not the first thing I go to. And I'm like, <laughs> I wish I had power out here for a Blender. But so for me, it's, it's, it's a sack. I mean, it's a fun idea. It's great. <laughs> oh, but. I, I'm not sure that I'm all that interested in following it out. This is one of my very few sacks. I don't know why. I just had it. I, I out, think but. it's genius, and he's gotten a fair amount of people backing on here. Um, I don't know, Doc. Is this a back sack or track for you? Um, stop scrolling the screen. Let me look at it here. Hang on. All right. So, um, <laughs> so I'm finally getting able to see. No. And now it's <laughs> good luck to them. I, it's not for me. I think it's gonna. He's already got ninety-five backers and sixty thousand dollars. <laughs> but I'm not the target market. I'm not a camper. I mean, I hate being outside as it is. If it's not, I, I, I've got my blend tech. I'm happy to use, but uh, indoors. So yeah, I don't know about that one. I don't see this powering a blend tech. All right, so that is the coolest. Um, our next project it, is actually something pretty rare. We hardly feature video games on the Kickcast. I don't know why. I like video games. I'm terrible at playing them, but. Um, I, I like them. So our final project of the night is actually called Scrap. And the whole Scrap. idea of this is there's no such thing as anything pre-built. You start out with parts and then you put them together into whatever thing that sort of resembles like a car on there. There's rocket launchers, grenades, you know, everything on there. And the whole point of this is to drive around and blow other people up or hilariously blow yourself up. <laughs> which looks like it happens quite a bit when you overload like that was my favorite part of the video at some point where it was like he loads it all up and it's got way too much stuff and the very first like jump that the car goes over it over rotates and like or, or maybe it's when it fires oh my gun. god it fires the gun that like over rotates <laughs> and ends up on its back it was hilarious but this reminded me of like early games uh like was it twisted metal or some of the other yeah, things? i was gonna say it's like twisted metal yeah, except you get Very to design cool. all the cars and everything. It's like a fusion of Twisted Metal and Minecraft put together, and I love it. Um, and the thing that I'm really, really worried about is this guy doesn't have an alpha version of the game yet. He has a playable demo, but he doesn't have quite have an alpha version, and he's been programming it for about a year. And he's reached this point where he's like, I need some income or I'm not going to be able to pay rent. Um, mm. And that's where this project's going. He's planning for an alpha release in mid-2013, with um a valve yeah with a blizzard kind of ending where it's going to be done when it's done that that actually worries me a little bit but right now it i mean even on steam Greenlight, it was kind of on the top of everybody's radar so i'm kind of excited for this and i'm hoping he actually the demos on steam so i there's a playable demo that you can download um Hmm. it's linked on the kickstarter page right here um Hmm. but you can build some crazy crazy cars out there and just blow things up which i like um why not um i even saw somebody like make a look at that pixel mario it's like a floating death star (laughs) 
Awesome. So um, where where's he at right now in his in his funding? Like let's in see. He program. just barely launched, and he is currently at six thousand six hundred and seventy five wallaby scrotums. Yeah, to say, is, what do they pay with down there in New Zealand? <laughs> I, I, I have no idea, but I'm going with that because that's what you told me. And yeah. if Drew tells me you're 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 a professional teacher, I believe you. Yes. Yes. In fact, if, if, if those wallaby scrotums <laughs> in US US dollars, that's about four thousand eight hundred. Right now, like like six thousand wallaby. You know, I think this is a really interesting idea. And like you said, there's some there's some concern there. They that you know when when it's done, it's done. But for me, supporting somebody that's put a year into a project and now they're like bringing it to the masses to say, "Help me push it over the finish line." I gotta, I gotta support that. So for me, this is a set, this is a back because I love the idea of, um, yeah, I don't know, just just being able to do what you love and be supported in it. So I'm, I'm in. Yeah, and then for all you gamers, you're like, "Oh no, it's only on PC. It's Mac, PC, and Linux on there." He's promised all three um, things. It's and- not even an iPhone app. No, this is on the computer, like a computer, man. Game? Yeah, um, and you know he could eventually put it on there, but he, it's a one-man team. It's not a full studio. It's just him programming <laughs> night and day on there. And I'm, um, I'm sure if it, if if it, it gets back in and it funds and he and he gets some traction, I'm sure that he'll probably have somebody available to uh, you know to help him port it over to iOS because it would make a pretty good iPad. App. Yeah, and I, I love his idea. He's like, hey, if you don't want to back me financially. Share with friends. Let everybody know. I'm trying to get the word out on this. Um, I, I can see even if this doesn't fund, he he's probably going to keep working on it. it probably at a, I'll be at a slower pace because he's got to keep a roof over his head and power so he can actually program right. on there. But um, I think it's a great idea. And who doesn't love blowing up stuff and making things? And chasing your friends yeah. around and, and and I love the one that had one that had like guns not just on the front of the car but like guns shooting out all the sides. So <laughs> yeah. it doesn't matter where you're driving in the desert. You just firing off in all directions that's my style let's just blow everything up that's yeah that's my style (laughs) honestly so um we'll start out with doc this time is this a backtrack or sack for you doc can you see yourself playing this game i can definitely see myself playing this game i i like that kind of stuff it reminds me of the old school like we're talking about twisted metal and um can like build your own twisted metal although there's no i didn't see the ability to make some crazy goofy clown car or anything but other than that i think it looks like fun i'd play it back it all right, Drew. What, what what's it. your pick? For me as well, I am. A, I'm definitely a back it. This is this is a fun one, and uh, any chance I get my hands on some wallaby scrotums, I'm in. <laughs> uh, uh, it's a back for me too. And who knows? We could do a fail pale gaming when this comes out, and we'll just yes go around blowing each other up. Yes. I think that would be awesome. Oh, that, I would I would dive in on that. Yes. Um. So that is scraps right there, and that was actually our final project of the night. Um. First of all, Doc, thanks for being on the show with us, especially at last minute and with no prior warning. We kind of just invited you to yeah. the, <laughs> go hang out, and you're like, oh, what's up? Yes. Like, it, was, it was wonderful seeing how big my face looks in this little <laughs> box on the screen. So <laughs> thank you very much, and I hope everybody enjoys the big face. Yeah. Do you have anything to plug? Okay. You want to you pl- give a plug to Burn Co. Media here? No man, I'm not here to plug. Let's plug the kick ass. This is awesome. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Yeah. Just, just follow me on Twitter. Just follow me go. on Twitter. I go by Doc. That's what that's what we'll say. Yeah, follow follow Doc because if you need any direct direct inbound direct marketing, this guy knows what he's doing. So yeah, I go by Doc. And then of course, Drew, it's always fun. 
Like, oh, it's good time. I, I look forward to doing these shows. I'm like, yes, we get to hang out with Drew. Um, yeah. And this time we went like an extra. We went pretty long. Yeah. yeah. Good um, time. But yeah, so if you guys find any projects that, that you want to let us know about, email us at kickcast at ktdata.net. Um, that's all. That's always a good place to find us. Or you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash kickcast, or on the tweeters at kickcast. All three of us, we love using Twitter. So, um, I go by Doc, KT Data, KitCast, and Night20 with a K. Um, we are all over. Don't forget the Pinterest board with all the projects that are out there. What else have you got? Um, Google Plus, plus.kitcast.net. Easiest way to there find it. Um, and if you want to watch live, I know you're out there, Laser Norm. Thank you for always coming and showing up and watching. Um, our yep. next live show is December 10th. Oh, man. End of the year's coming up. Um, Christmas time. Looks like Coda Pop is watching us live. She's Throw out a tweet to us. Sweet. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, we have a pretty good audience tonight. A couple of you in there. Excellent. I love everybody who watches. If I could give everybody a hug in person, I would. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how comfortable you guys feel about that, but I'll give you a hug. Maybe. Free hugs. Uh, um, and if you want to watch live, just head on over. Let's to just have a big, huge uh, meetup lunch day, man, and yeah. you can hug everybody. Yeah, have let's do that. Kickass <laughs> luncheon. Yep. So if you want to watch live, that's live.kickcast.net. And if any of these projects you want to go find uh, twin tags, just head on over to kickcast.net, look in the show notes, bam, links you straight to the project, go back all of them. Um, and then, yeah, I'm going to go to the park with my blender infused cooler and be like, yeah, I'm the cool kid. Yeah, on the dog. Make sure you invite us. I'll bring ice in a separate bag for dog. <laughs> Maybe one of these next events we have, you can bring that cooler yep. and we can uh, make some daiquiris and some margaritas. I'm in. I'll back that. Yeah. All right, guys. We will see you guys in two weeks. (laughs) Bye-bye. Good night.